Is it inbounds? Yes! Touchdown Titans! Jonu Smith tips it to himself! What a play! Fumbles, ball is loose, there's a fight for it. Titan ball! Casey got it out! And Big Jeff at the bottom of the pile starts wrestling a raven and he wins! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of Titans Beat. I'm your host, Anna Lewis. Y'all know this by now. I am joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Caleb Lambert, and he is on Twitter as what? At I'm Mike Lowry. Is that yeah, I'm Mike Lowry. Yeah, everybody calls I me Mike. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It took me a long time to get it, too. I was like, oh, like this dude's name is really Mike Lowry. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I just really love bad boys. That's it. Yeah, it's a great reference. Uh, it's an excellent <laughs> reference. But how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Coming off a of victory on Sunday. So always good for that. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Jags game. Um, this will be popping out on Thursday. So I know y'all are probably already looking forward to the Bills. And I will actually have Trey Wynn back to preview the Bills with me um, in a couple of days. So y'all look out for that episode. But Caleb and I are going to talk about the Jags. We're going to talk about Titans Twitter because that's where we met. And that's where like, all of me from. And we're going to talk uh, just general, you know, it, we've been through, what, five weeks? And it's it's time to start. This is when we start settling and start becoming really the team that we're going to be for the rest of the season. So I think it's interesting to start having those general discussions. So does that sound good to you? That sounds great. Perfect. So talk to me about your thoughts about this 37 and 19 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was there and I loved every second of it. I, I really enjoyed this week's game too. It was kind of that like get right game that you needed. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm still a little concerned about a few things, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty decent day like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you know it was a Zach Wilson type of day but it was still a pretty decent right. day and then we got gashed on the ground um Kevin Byard played really well so that's like a huge uplifting thing for the defense it was nice right. to see him make his return especially after last week I agree I agree so I definitely want to jump in um in a little bit and talk a little bit about the defense because I know you and I were chatting beforehand just about how the biggest issue, in my opinion, with our defense, is, we can just talk right now. The biggest issue, in my opinion, is the cons- or the lack of consistency on the defensive side of the ball. We have really great flashes. We have really, really good moments where it's like, okay, yeah, this is Titans defense. This is this is what you want to see. This is top ten. Um, and then you see stuff like, you know, you got Mr. Robinson running for 150 yards on you, and it's just like, mm, that's <laughs> it's not going to do. Yeah, it. it's, like, it's it concerning. Yeah, he put up better yardage than Derrick Henry did on the Jags, which I know Derrick Henry scored three touchdowns and Robinson scored one. But and I would much I'm the type of person I would much rather give up big plays and then make the stop. But I'd rather just make the stop before you get the big play if it was a perfect world. So exactly. uh, talk to me about your thoughts a little bit about you know the inconsistencies you see on defense and any room for improvement. Um, and also the good flashes. I mean, we can talk about Harold Landry. We can talk about Caleb Farley jumping out and looking pretty sharp. So uh, I'll let you go in, go in first. Well, I'd like uh, where I would like to immediately see the team improve is just just by getting healthy. Like I, I think that'll I fix 
a lot of our issues. I think it'll take a lot of pressure off of Harold Landry, who's playing at a super high level right now. He's he's getting after the quarterback. Um, I mean, he's one of the more consistent players on that defense right now. Uh, and I don't feel like he's talked enough about nationally. I agree. But, um, yeah, I feel like when Bud Dupree comes back, I feel like that'll really open up the defense to be able to do a whole lot more. But you're exactly right in your, the consistencies. It's, the, it's really flashy plays, like when we're good. And then when we're bad, it's really flashy plays for the offense. It would just be nice right. to see this team get a couple of normal stops, normal, you know, like – actually help the offense out with field position but uh right. you mentioned Caleb Farley I I was really proud of him I feel like he's been under a lot of scrutiny by our fan base by mm-hmm. uh, everyone and he's coming off of that back surgery and he comes out and he played with a lot of confidence and I know it's nothing to boast about and he didn't you know like have that pick six or anything like that do anything real sexy sure. but he, he looked like a, a football player out there. It was nice to see. He did. He looked like – here's what I think about Caleb. I'm very – Sunday made me excited to see what he looks like over the next little bit because I saw physically a lot of ability. He's very athletic. Um, I think that's one of the biggest draws to him And when we drafted him. Um, was like they, they knew they were getting an athlete. Now, was he going to come back healthy from back surgery? That was a toss-up. But I think you know, he's proven through his recovery that he's doing a good job so far. Um, they just need to continue to monitor his health. Um, I think you said the confidence. And I saw confidence in, in a little bit of swagger on some plays. But then there were others where he got burnt and he just looked like he was lost. So I don't know if it's, uh, he doesn't understand. He doesn't fully remember all the um, the calls. I don't know, which I don't think that's the issue. I think it's probably just getting in that moment and being in your first NFL game and that just being like shell shock. Um, because that is a, that's a big move for anybody. So I look forward to seeing him get more comfortable in that space and get a little bit more confident in that space. So I think we see, you know, a very, very good DB. So I'm excited to see how he looks. Um, and I was happy to see Mr. Janoris Jenkins make a play. Unfortunately, he got called back, but I was like, we might give you your nickname back now because we've had a running joke on our <laughs> show. We're not calling him Jackrabbit until he gets it together. Um, oh, that's cold. There's just no... <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's so cold. He's a he's a UNA grad right up the road from where I live. I, right? Everybody here loves Janoris Jenkins. Come on, man, give give the name Jackrabbit back to him. Nope, nope. <laughs> I won't. I need a little. I need more. Um, just need a little bit more out of him. It's really just I. I still like his signing because I think we needed a veteran leadership on the defense. And I think it was a great move to get him, but Danico, a couple of those other guys that are still young, but you know, they are vets at this point. Um, I just don't like how much money we paid all these vets to come play for us, but is what it is. Speaking of Avery Williamson coming home. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm really excited too. I know a lot of people are trying to like downplay this and his past coverage isn't that great. Look, it couldn't be any worse than what I've seen this far this right. season from Rashad Evans. Like, I hate to to hit that same <laughs> note as everybody else, but, like, it, at this point, it's just laughable. Like, it's so bad, it's laughable. And these are the guys we're right. rolling out. Give me Avery Williamson all day, every day. 
Right. And what I like there, and I was talking about this in one of my Twitter spaces. I don't know if you've ever hopped in one of those, but we talk Titans football pretty much every day on Twitter. What we were talking about today was, you know, we went and paid Bud. We went and paid Janoris. We went and paid a lot of these guys. We didn't have to pay that much for Avery Williamson. He was on a practice squad. You know, he was so excited to get that call, like, hey, come play on an active roster. So we probably got him for a steal. I don't know what the details were, but uh, the fact that we were able to bring in veteran leadership, bring in somebody that knows Titans culture, that knows the city, everybody's going to be excited to see him on Monday night. Like, it's just, I, I'm very, very excited for the homecoming for him because I remember liking him a lot when he was here. So, um, yeah, being be genuinely good. sad when he signed that huge contract yeah. with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm it's right there painful. with you. It feels like uh, at WrestleMania when Undertaker would just hide in the rafters until the last minute and then come out. Like, that's how I feel about it. I'm that excited. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. You're going to be there Monday night, so you get to cheer them on there in person. So it, it'll be a good time. Um, I do want to go back to Harold Landry a little bit um, and why I, I always like to break down his network. Uh, you know, he's making an impact now. And a lot of it is – the guys in the middle, Tierra Tart and Jeffrey Simmons, are opening up so many opportunities for our exterior guys to go back and make plays because uh, they're taking up so many blockers and doing what you know a true interior defensive lineman does. And um, it, it's exciting to see the front four click because for some we and uh, I know we play a three four, so I, I know I just said front four, but you really do have you know an offense or what outside linebacker and end and have tackles. So. That's what we see a lot of, especially when we get down in the red zone. And um, I, I was so excited. That play, that goal line stand, first of all, unreal. Like, getting that stop um, at the end of the game away. I love doing that in, like, rivalry games at their house. They, like, that was a good feeling. And I, I actually was there. So that experience, I mean, it was just everybody started leaving. It looks better on the scoreboard, too. Like, that's the part I love about it is like, okay, now people aren't going to question for the next week and a half if we're real or not real contenders for the division. Right. I know. I hate that conversation. It's like our division is a joke. Um, The Colts are the only ones I would be remotely concerned about, but I'm not. I'm just not. You know, we we had a a close game against them, but we also had some key people out. So I think when we are healthy, like you were saying earlier, when we are healthy, there's no doubt in anybody's mind who should win the division. We should probably win out like just six and oh. Well, last week, Travis and I were talking about the, the fact that they're not finishing drives on the offensive side of the ball. So really the scores when they do win, it's not as lopsided as, as, as it probably should be. And it really costs right. us versus the jets, but yeah, this yeah. this team, if it's could ever fully get healthy, is going to be a really, really good football team. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of debates that I've seen, I've been, you know, do you bring back for Monday night? Like Julio was on the practice field today. Um, do you bring him back Monday night? I vote yes, because I think, I mean, obviously none of us know what those conversations were when that contract was being signed. But I think conversations were, hey, man, we need you healthy. I don't want you on the field against the Jets. I don't want you on the field against the Jacks. I want you on the field against the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Rams. All the, that yep. hard stretch that we're coming up on, 
I think that was probably a conversation. So I do think we slowly on Monday night. Um, I think, you know, given AJ an extra day of rest, everybody's got an extra day of rest. I think we see AJ too. Um, but I need one or the other. We can't go without both of them because going without both of them does not look good, uh, as we saw. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, I think uh, I think we might see Bud too. I hope we see Bud. Yeah, that's that's really what I'm hopeful for too. Uh, it's like you said, if one or the other plays as far as Julio or AJ, I feel like we'll be fine. Um, yeah. But I really have a good feeling that both are going to play. I, I'm I'm exactly where you are and thinking. Yeah, yeah there's there's got to be something to this, and I, I would do the same thing. I would too. I would too. So because you just don't. It's now a 17-game season. I know every game matters, but every game doesn't matter, you know? Especially when you're playing in this division. Like, you can afford a couple of losses. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I I think our front office is a lot smarter than a lot of fans give them credit for. They're very strategic with the moves they make. And I think seeing Julio out in practice, fully participating, that's an indication that this was intentional. Now, do I think he probably tweaked his leg? Absolutely. But they also knew, hey, he's about to have three weeks of rest. It's okay. Yeah. So. And, like, he looked pretty good to me during practice today. So Yeah, he looked pretty sharp. I loved – did you see where, like, somebody tweeted a video of him practicing and they had to delete it like that because they weren't supposed to yet? No. It was so funny. Like, Twitter was blowing up about it today because <laughs> – they hadn't announced that Julio practiced yet. So he, this guy was there and he had a video of it. He tweeted it out. <laughs> they were like, take it down. <laughs> That's so, so weird. That was, it was pretty hilarious. I wasn't ready for, you know, a media leak or whatever, <laughs> but it was, it was funny. Hey, um, if that's the most controversial thing that comes out of Nashville after the last two weeks, we're doing all right. Okay. Right. Right. I'm not <laughs> upset. Not upset at all. Um, I do want to jump in and get your thoughts. So Caleb and I met on Twitter. Um, that's how we connected. That's how, you know, Caleb and Travis, his co-host for Amy's Army, have a great podcast with great Twitter content as well. Um, they kill the meme game. So anything that you have thought in your head during a football game, they have probably put it on a meme and it is ready for you to go enjoy. So um, definitely go give them a follow. Is it at Amy's Army Pod? Yeah, that's exactly where we are. Okay. And thank you for the compliments. Okay. Oh my gosh, of course. And then uh, I think Travis's handle is at TravyBird00. Yeah, uh, I believe that's yeah. it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, he's Derek Henry Stiff Arm, or he was. Is he still that? Yeah, he's still Derek Henry Stiff Arm. Okay, Derek Henry Stiff Arm. That's, that's what I knew him as for a long time. <laughs> Same here. But, when we first met, yeah. that's what I would call him. Yeah, Derek Henry Stiff Arm. But they, <laughs> they do a great job with their show, they bring on you know, fan segments. They do a great job breaking down, you know, the games and matchups coming up. So definitely go give them a listen. Uh, we got a, got a lot of love for Amy's Army over here. Clearly, you know, someone talking with me. So appreciate that. But speaking of Twitter. Oh, and if you guys don't follow me, I'm at Anna Lewis SIA, just so you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I think everyone that listens to my podcast probably follows me at this point. <laughs> That's where they all come from. Um, but speaking of Twitter. You know, Titans, I think every fan base is notorious for being hostile towards each other. And right. what I think is so funny about the Titans fan base is we can blow a team out and there's still going to be arguments. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, and we, we saw it all week we this week. Enjoy, enjoy this victory. No, we cannot. 
So I'll be real. I have a confession, everyone. And again, if you follow me, you probably already saw it. I may or may not have gotten in a couple of Twitter fights this week. But it's because last week after the Jets game, there were a few people. It wasn't just one person. So I don't want anybody to listen to this and think I'm just talking about one person because I'm not. I'm talking about probably four or five. We're saying out of everything that was wrong in the Jets game, the offensive line, we didn't get, you know, our offense didn't get moving the way it needed to. Our defense did have some pretty big plays that shouldn't have happened. We made Zach Wilson look like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it was rough. Special teams, rough. Like, it was just bad all the way around. But the take that I just can't handle is I need more from Jeffrey Simmons. That's the one I can't do. I, I won't tolerate it. I won't hear it. I won't listen to it. Not this year. Because that man is going, really, this we're rounding out to what would be two full seasons for him because he didn't play the first eight, seven or eight games of his rookie year. Came out, got a sack his first game against the Chargers, by the way, in case anybody forgot. Made a huge impact on that defense with Gerald Casey. Comes back, kills it last year. Talked about as one of the best interior defensive linemen all year last year. He's voted top 100 players. I think it was like 76 or 78. A buy by the players. Like, they, they've got a lot of love for Jeff out here, okay? Going into this year, people have eyes on him. Expectations are high. Quite frankly, and I have high standards because y'all know that's what that's what I know. That's the position I coach. That's where my that's my bread and butter. I have high expectations for that position, and I have watched him play football since he was a freshman in college, and I've always thought very highly of him, especially his game. He's not disappointed me this year, at all. Have you have you felt yourself wanting more from Jerry Simmons, Caleb? I couldn't possibly want any more from Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons has been the most consistent player on defense, and that includes Harold Harold Landry. He's been fantastic. I I don't know what else you could get out of him at this point, unless you just want him to start picking the ball like as the quarterback's throwing right. it and running it back for a touchdown every single right. play. Like I don't know what else he could do. Right. I think what has happened is. Aaron Donald, the Aaron Donald effect has been horrible for the rest of the defensive linemen in the league because Aaron Donald is such a monster that people have expectations for their guy to be that. Now, I don't know if y'all peep this, but defensive linemen, especially defensive tackles, they don't make box score impacts. They don't, uh, they don't show up there. And they really don't get defensive player of the year like that. So the fact that Aaron Donald is like what he is, and he has won the awards that he's won, and he is winning awards that are really like DB awards and linebacker awards. Like it's not really a, a D tackle award. Um, so the, it's just like yes, we can all acknowledge Aaron Donald is the best at what he does. But do y'all know that Jeffrey Simmons tied Aaron Donald in QB pressures in Week Five? Y'all want to talk about that? Because I do. Like Jeff is in a scheme that, in my opinion, does not uh, showcase his abilities the best last year I had a lot of issues with the things we were calling because they had him running all around running laterally all that good stuff they've stopped doing that they've let him bull rush a little bit more and now I don't know if y'all peep this but specifically on Sunday first half he was double teamed almost every snap which is fine he knows that's going to happen if you listen to his interviews he's fully expecting that and he's ready for it and the fact that he can push off 
650 pounds of like just force and still go back and make a play sometimes is amazing. Like, let's just pause and have a moment of silence for that. Then in the second half, you know, coaches adjust game plans. I don't know if y'all knew that, but Jacksonville adjusted. They said, we're going to triple team this man. He was triple teamed the entire second half and still was able to rip off blocks, was still able to break through blocks, and he had a tackle for a loss when he was triple teamed. And then he a player, he had, like really explained it well with words, but basically ripped somebody off of him, went back, dove backwards, and tackled Robinson. Like the things that he can do and his field awareness is spectacular. And I'm really, really fucking tired of people saying they want more. Because he he is reaching, he's reaching all pro. That man is going to be in the Pro Bowl. That man is going to be talked about as one of the greats. And he's only in year three. He's already been voted a captain, y'all. Like, he's, he's in his third year, and he's already a captain on our team. And that doesn't tell you the type of respect people have for his game and for the person he is. Like, I'm, I'm really sick of some of y'all. Because it, it's annoying. Like, Caleb, I know you, like, you're, he's laughing at me, y'all. But, like, <laughs> it pisses me off. I'm like. I get it. I get it. I, but, I want somebody to tweet, hey, I want more from Derrick Henry. The fuck? It can make sense. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's completely unrealistic. It's, it's, it just really, one, wraps the story up for the person saying that. Because you just automatically assume it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, right. two, I don't understand how the same fan base could uh, mourn Jarrell Casey when he left. They they were threatening to cancel season tickets, all of this stuff. And I love Jarrell Casey. This is not a shot to Jarrell Casey. But Jeffrey Simmons is probably on pace to be way better than Jarrell Casey was. Yeah, I agree. And something that I do want to point out is, so two of the best defensive tackles that we have had on the Titans, Albert Hainsworth, and Jarrell Casey. Albert Hainsworth, I think, had 30.5. No, hold on. I'm, I'm getting this backwards, I think. One of them had 30.5 career sacks, and the other one had 50 over the course of 10 years each. So that's three sacks a season or five sacks a season. I don't see anybody bitching about either one of them. How many did Jeffrey Simmons have last, last week, first Jacksonville alone? Uh, he didn't have a sack last week. Okay. Oh, hold on. I'll, Did, I'll, I'll, he I'll had two versus the Jets, though, right? Like, I he's think. had, like, a really good year this far. And that's crazy yeah. that he didn't have a sack last week. Just think about that. He didn't have a sack last week, but people are like, oh, my gosh, Jeffrey Simmons is just unreal. After last week's game, when he's arguably played better in previous weeks, I just don't understand right. how, how you could come out and say that you want more from, from that monster. Yeah, he's had one and a half this season, um, but I'll go back and look at previous seasons because he and the other thing that he's really really good at, like, and I think people don't give him enough credit for it. And you have to watch film to see, like, you have to pay attention. And I know that's hard for some of you, but pay attention. Go back and rewatch the game if you need to, and look at the decisions he makes in the moment because the coordinators, the coaches. They call the initial play. It's up to the players to make the play. Does that make sense? So yeah. once, once stuff pops off, it is up to the players to adjust and make the play. Jeffrey Simmons is excellent at seeing what's going on, being very aware, 
throwing a hand up, ripping off a block and diving backwards to make a tackle. Like it's, I just don't. I can simplify this if you want me to. Like, you know, when Derrick Henry has the ball and it looks like he's going to run left, but then the offensive line doesn't really open any space for him. And then he bounces it outside and he manages to get outside the hashes and just start stiff arming people. That's what Anna's talking about. But on defense. Yep. It's the same. So I'm, I'm checking my stats because in his first year, he had two sacks. In his second year, he had three, and he has 1.5 now. So that's six, six and a half sacks over the course of his career, which is pretty much just two seasons, mind you, at this point. And one pace with – I can't remember if it's Alberta Drill, and I'm not going to be the one that says the wrong name because everyone likes to <laughs> get on me when I misspeak. So um, give me one second. What were you going to say? You looked like you were about to say something. Oh, just imagine – how much is going to open up for him when Bud Dupree gets back? I just, I cannot wait for Bud Dupree to come back and play football again. I'm just so excited for that. Yeah. And what I think like everyone has to acknowledge and, and appreciate is that the interior defensive lineman, not just Jeff, but Tierra Tart too, like their job is to take up space and take up blockers so that Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Derek Roberson, when he comes back, like, all these guys sitting on the outside trying to get around. When those guys break loose, it's not because they did it by themselves. Right. Football's a so, team game. It is. It really and truly is. And um, I've always, always said the trenches are the most underrated part of the game, but they are the most important because they make or break what happens. Look at our offensive line. Look at Ryan Tannehill being on his butt 19 times in five games. Tell me the trenches aren't important. Yeah, I totally agree, but I don't think it's the most underrated position on a football team. I really think a GM is the most underrated position (laughs) on a football team, and I'll tell you why. Every time I get on Twitter, win or loss, these, these people are on here advocating for the firing of John Robinson if one tiny thing goes wrong, and I'm sick and tired of seeing this. I I know, look, nobody's going to be 100% in it like hits in a draft like that expectation is crazy i'm not saying the isaiah wilson wasn't a draft pick was a complete disaster but at the same time like people hold up chris ballard as this great gm and then want to trash john robinson when if you just compare the two he's brought in henry he's brought in simmons travis has said this before your favorite player is on this roster minus I think Lawan and Brett Kern. Then John Robinson had a hand in bringing that player here. There, yep. I, I just don't understand the consistent scrutiny because guys aren't playing early on. It's, it's like your favorite player, Jeffrey Simmons. They kind of yeah. gambled on that pick. It really paid yep. off. And I really believe we've talked about this again on our podcast that John Robinson's done a really good job setting the defense up for the future. So that way, when the offense starts to decline, the defense will be kind of stepping into their prime. And I think that's why he just went ahead and trashed everything was to give himself a future, not necessarily this win now, but of course we want to win now, you know? Right. I agree. I agree with that. And we talk about that a lot too. And just because I pulled the stat up. So Albert Hainsworth had, seven seasons, 30 and a half sacks. Average just under four and a half sacks a season. And then 
and it was the same kind of thing. Like I started out getting less and then, you know, grew into more. And then Jarrell Casey had 50 sacks over 10 seasons. So that's five sacks a season. So like, I just, I'm tired of it. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he's in the same conversation. He's in the same conversation. And I just want people to acknowledge that. Like in 10 years, we will be talking about Albert Hainsworth, Jeffrey Simmons, and Jarrell Casey all in the same conversation. But we're back to John Robinson. And we're not healthy. And I'm telling you, right. I know I've said this three times already, but Jeffrey Simmons is going to have a huge year. Like when yeah. everybody comes back. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, especially when we get our secondary figured out because people fail to realize how it's the whole unit. You, you can't be mad at the pass rush all the time. You can't be mad at the secondary all the time. They work in tandem. And if they are not clicking at the same time, big plays are going to happen for the offense. Agreed. Because you have to, you have to rush the quarterback into making a bad decision if the secondary is like, you know, out of position or whatever, or and maybe the pass rush is a little rough, but the secondary can hold off the quarterback decision and, you know, make him wait seven or eight seconds. Someone can get back there. So I don't know. I just, I tell people don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just chill. Really just it's week six. We're going into week six. Chill out. Like we're settling. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. We are settling. We're in the middle of the season. I give you permission to freak out our bye week is week 13 week 15 if you don't have a a confident spot in the playoffs then you can start freaking out but i can guarantee you that's not gonna happen so but back to john robinson i absolutely agree we've talked about this last week actually i get frustrated because again like we're talking about on the defense inconsistencies he's been inconsistent because isaiah wilson terrible um jv mcclowney terrible like, there's been a couple that's like, oh, man, I cannot get behind that. But then there's been, like you said, he drafted Jeffrey Simmons, which was a risk. He drafted, um, you know, we don't know. Jury's still out on Caleb Farley. But so far, I like how he looks. AJ, Henry, AJ, Johnu. Derek Henry, Johnu, yes, all those guys. Like, all these people that y'all miss, he brought in, too. So, um, I don't know. I get very frustrated. But I, I do think that it's probably about 50 50- I think I said last week, like 51% positive, 49% negative. If you look at everything, all the transactions he's been a part of, but I think it's probably more 55, 45 it, in favor of being positive. And that's hard because it's like, whenever we bring somebody, it's hard to get excited about them because you don't know what's going to happen. So um, I, I'm still team J Rob. I think he does a great job. Um, I think it's always really entertaining when people that clearly never played the sport are very critical of the players and people that could never, ever, you can tell by the way they talk about football, they could never even fathom being in the room when stuff is happening transaction wise. Y'all have a lot to say when you really don't know shit. So um, I might lose some listeners this week and I don't really care, but I'm just being this real. This is a like, petty podcast this week, guys. It is. It is a petty podcast. I'm, I'm tired of everybody thinking that they're right about everything. I admit when I'm wrong. Y'all, I was wrong about Ryan Tannehill. Like, That's the key that to long. success in life. It's okay to walk away from a situation and say, hey, I was wrong about that. And you've done it before. Like when you touched the stove when it was hot, you were like, oh, I didn't think that would burn me. But guess what? It but burned it you, and you learned, and you were wrong, <laughs> right. and you admitted that. So it's right. okay. That's the only way personal growth is going to happen, Titans right. Twitter. And I need y'all to grow in your 
fucking Titans fandom because this is ridiculous. It's getting very frustrating. And um, I'm just trying to enjoy football with you guys. Come on, man. I just want to talk football. Like, I don't want to get in an argument every week. And they're really and truly the one thing I will get in an argument about outside of like everybody jokes, like, oh, I'm going to defend Jeffrey Simmons. Absolutely, I'm going to defend Jeffrey Simmons. The fuck. Second of all, like, I will defend the defense. But it's because people come after players specifically instead of saying, you know what? Maybe our coaching staff isn't putting them in positions to succeed because these guys are in the NFL for a reason. So you got to be – Yeah, you have to be the top talent to be in the NFL. But you also have to be put in a situation for yourself to succeed. And if you're in a scheme that doesn't work for your playing style, it's not going to work. It just is what it is. So um, I don't know. I just wish – if y'all are still listening after I just, you know, kind of chewed you out and treated you like you're my children, but it was out of um, love. Huh? It was out of it love. Out, absolutely. out of love. It's like, just be better. You know what? It's we're going into week six. We're in a good position. We're three and two. We're at the top of our division. We're two game lead. In our division. We have a two game lead. I'm really and truly not worried about it at all. And all these games that are not division games, because Truthfully, y'all, we could lose every game and win our division, and we're still in the playoffs. It's still the same result. So just breathe. Make it through. It's going to be all right. Have a good time. And enjoy your team. Because this is we are watching a Hall of Famer in the making. We are watching a team that can make a Super Bowl run if they get it together a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, honestly, get it together in the offensive line as well. We're, we're watching a lot of really cool things, and y'all need to stop yelling at each other and enjoy it sometimes. That's just how I feel. We're going to get hot at the end of the season, I'm telling you. And everybody's got that chemistry down. We're going to make a run. Yep, because we, we made a lot of moves, especially on the defensive side of the, side of the ball. Sorry about the hiccups. Uh, so that's definitely going to come through on the show. But our defense is a completely different group of people. So they're going to they're gonna take some time. Offense too. I mean, yeah, adding Julio adds a whole nother dimension. We don't have John U this new year. offensive Michael coordinator Pruitt is stepping up. Yeah, we got a new offensive coordinator who I have some issues with some of his play calls, but I'm glad that we're keeping Derrick Henry out there on third down. So that they're people growing. Are about him. Hey, personal growth. That's what I saw growth. last week. Hey. That's what I saw too. And that's that's what y'all need to focus on is the the growth that is happening in this organization. Yeah, personal growth. Because it's good. It's good. What do they call this? This podcast, is the PG podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's honestly, Caleb, that, that's all I had today to talk about as far as the Jags game went. I'm very happy about that game, very happy about the outcome. And I loved walking out of that stadium with all those Jags fans upset. And I was in my Titans gear. That was a great feeling. Um, I can't wait to do it this Sunday when we beat the Bills. Yeah. Or Monday, yeah. excuse me. Monday, Monday, Monday night. Monday, Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. You know, tighten up, and that's all I got for y'all. Tighten up. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. And y'all, make sure you go check out Amy's Army as well. They're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. So definitely go check them out. But yeah. that's that's all we got. Tighten up. <laughs>